Hey there. Let's listen to the global voices in drones and development. These are a series of masterclasses, interviews and discussion on the use of drones and drone-based technologies for sustainable development and social impact. So let's get started. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you very much and uh, welcome everyone. Um, yeah, again, thank you for having me. Uh, a great introduction. Um, I'm so I'm co-founder of Juno. We support organizations to to adopt and exploit new drone capability. And um, we are uh, well, and um, myself, so as, as, as per the introduction, I'm a chartered engineer and, and pilot, um, supported uh, national infrastructure, emergency services um, and defence and security for a number of years to, to adopt new and novel drone capabilities. That includes leading development of, uh, of novel um, um, novel autonomous aircraft uh, and integration of new sensors and payloads alongside kind of safety aspects such as developing complex um, safety arguments such as with um, such as for beyond line of sight. So today the aim is is really to to focus on um, giving you a, a route to, to confidently and successfully adopt new drone capability. And we I'm talking about this because we uh, the number of engagements I've had there's um, there's so much potential with drones, but actually there's, it's, it's um, somewhat daunting, particularly if, if you're adopting new capability for the first time. Um, but actually, if you're any new capability, the, the industry is changing so quickly and developing so quickly. How do you stay at the forefront there? So I'm going to talk a little bit about the key challenge, the common challenges, and then explore a framework for kind of successful drone capability adoption. This is this is relevant whether you're doing this for kind of your first drone or your fiftieth or adopting a new um, sensor or capability, um, but it's also relevant to those developing those solutions, etc. To to have a think about how they can help organisations to adopt their their systems more effectively. So those common challenges. Um, I guess fundamentally, I'll summarise them in these in these three kind of statements as such. So knowing what systems to use is is often the biggest challenge what there's this there's such a breadth of, of different um aircraft types sensor types um wider capabilities and um how do you know and they're all developing all of the time so how do you know which is best for you and and once you do almost always there's some kind of there's an inevitable investment required so that will require a business case how do you make that business case if you if you haven't used drones before and uh, or, or even if you have but it's a new capability and so you're not quite sure how how to make that case and then finally you might have you might have done both those things but how do you actually go about taking that kind of theoretical uh, i know what i want to do but how do i actually go and do that successfully and integrate that into my ways of working in a way that gets me that benefit as soon as possible and minimizes so maximizes that benefit and minimizes the risks of doing so. So the framework that we're going to talk through today um, addresses each of those aspects. And so in big handfuls, it, it starts with understanding what do you want the, the drone to do? Um, then understanding what is that, what should that capability look like? 
discussing the business case side of things as highlighted just now and then actually how do you develop and integrate and how do you build from there so these are the four steps we're going to talk through today before we jump into it i just want to talk about why so it's, it's a really important question why why should we be looking at this and what's this based on um this is this is drawing from um, so systems engineering and um, the, the most common kind of model within systems engineering is is the V life cycle. You may or may not be familiar with this, um, but it's it's fundamentally used for complex um, systems integration and development of of systems, whether they're really complex or actually quite simple, all over the world um, for everything from sat satellites to submarines, and was really pioneered by NASA. And I'll give an example about how NASA uses it successfully in a second. But the challenges with the systems engineering approach is, is it's very linear and it, it you, you go from kind of left to right over a long time period, as I said, satellites, submarines, these things have a long development life cycle. How do we apply that, those principles that focusing on user needs and applying a structured approach to, to, to drones, which is developing so quickly? And I think we need to take the elements from kind of agile development methodology. And that's what this is really about, is about taking that systems approach but doing it in an iterative agile manner <clears throat> so why why is this you you might have you may or may not have heard of systems engineering why is this valuable why is this something to look at um so this was some research that nasa did a little while ago um but basically what they highlighted was that wherever they spent more on systems engineering so on understanding their needs and um, and planning at that front end it led to ultimately those are the projects that delivered more on time and cost and so that's really why we can see it's so valuable for integrating more complex systems so the first step within this process is is defining what you want to do and what do you want that drone to do and i break this down into three aspects the first is really quite simple so defining clear and defining a clear and concise outcome um, ideally in a single statement of what uh, sometimes you call this as a single statement of user need. So ideally it's a sentence, it's clear, it's specific. Um, and that's your why that you build everything from. What are we trying to achieve? It's that's the reason we're doing it uh, and what we want to see happen. Um, I'll expand on these next two elements because there's a bit more to them. But so, so next is, <coughs> pardon me, um, next is about understanding and describing um, how that drone is going to operate and then actually using that to define your needs in a bit more detail your requirements and I'll, I'll expand on that in a second so so describing how you expect the drone to operate is best done um, from experience of doing this at the number of organizations is is best done in a, in a picture really and perhaps with supporting text this is an example and it's quite a basic example but i thought because it's 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 amazon's um um was was submitted as part of their faa um permissions filing and um this demonstrates you talking through and thinking through the stages of that operation um really actually you ideally would go beyond this in kind of both sides of it so thinking about the trigger that is the reason for you to want to use a drone and, and the flight planning at the front end but also the the kind of return flight etc you think about that full operation often we talk about this as a concept of operations what are the stages within that operation and allows you to visualize things and understand how you're going to use them and and allows you to define your needs and this is so 
um, in systems engineering speak, this is your requirements, which many of you will be familiar with the term. Um, and it's so critical to everything, everything that builds from here, and you'll see this in a sec. Uh, really, you've got functional requirements and non-functional requirements. So your functionals, for example, actually, I need the system to have a flight time of, of this or uh, and, and often it's it's good to set a, a threshold this is what we we need to achieve and then a stretch and this is kind of a, a basic format but if you can do this even you could take you half an hour it could take you a, a month depending on what, what level of detail you want to go to um so the functionals so what should the system be able to do and the non-functionals such as the, so your training your safety security maintainability those types of aspects the really important thing with with defining requirements is is prioritizing them so requirements you'll you'll often start and say well i want this and this and this and you end up with a long shopping list and actually it's a big trade-off because you can't have all of it so it's about understanding what you think your priorities are and then coming back round to them again and this is the you might not get that that concept to operation you might not get this these requirements right first time that's the uh, the beauty of, of a of an iterative approach of why it's so valuable. So two, what what should the capability look like? Um, and I'm not going to go into detail about this because actually, um, we could talk, we could talk for a long time about this. Um, but we like to consider it in a in a kind of three three aspect model. So systems, people, and processes, and then safety and regulation, and all of these are. are wholly integrated um, and interrelated it's about just trying to put separate them a little bit so that you can think about things in different clear ways and the important thing about this model as well is that it avoids you getting focused just on the technology which is often what um it, it's the new exciting shiny thing um i look at this sensor isn't that amazing look at this drone isn't it amazing but what you need to be doing is, is thinking about the breadth. So from a systems perspective, actually you might be focused on the aircraft and, and the payload, often a, a sensor, um, visual RGB sensor in most cases, um, but also the ground control station. But you should also be thinking about those wider kind of complementary systems. So your unified traffic management system, which means different things to different people, but is about integrating into wider airspace. Um, the people and the processes, so what people, what training, um, what flight management and planning are you going to be doing, etc. And then the safety and regulation side, um, often the bare minimum is to have some sort of operations manual to say how you how you plan to operate um, the system, who's doing what, what are your clear processes with some level of safety considerations. But ideally, you'll have a more robust safety case, which expands on, on the risk, etc. I'm, I'm, my background is largely aviation safety, so um, I usually expand a lot more on that, but I'll hold for now, conscious of time. So the third aspect, how should I make that business case? And this is, I mean, a business case fundamentally, is, as I'm sure we're all aware, is, is about focusing on, um, on needs and uh, or focusing on benefits and invested costs and considering the functions um, that you replace is the most effective way I've found, or we found to, to do this. So for example, my drone is replacing scaffolding to deliver these benefits. I'm not gonna talk through them, but again, this is a great model. Often you consider um, the quality or the performance, the outcome of that system to be the same, 
and then you can consider these aspects time cost safety and sustainability and how they provide benefit the one that we often chat or that people struggle with most is, is the cost aspect so how do i um what sort of trials and, and integration um well yeah how, how do i break down that cost from a kind of trials and integrations into service versus the operational aspects and it's important just to split them separately and fundamentally that comes down to to payback so you might have a lower operational cost and a higher trials and integration cost but that's fine as long as you have a longer time period um, and each of these again you can consider that model that we looked at just now to, to break down the different systems that feed into that cost. So finally, the fourth aspect and the final aspect is how to develop and integrate that new capability. So the key aspect here, as I kind of highlighted at the beginning, is, is to be using an iterative approach. And, and so we break that down into kind of planning, testing and reviewing. And, and I'll talk about that now. And it's about focusing first on a minimum viable capability. So I'm sure many of you are familiar with a minimum viable concept, minimum, minimum viable product. Um, so developing something with the minimum resources um, that's going to deliver you value. Having, as I said at the beginning, hopefully you've got something, a capability in your mind's eye. Have a think now about actually what is the most basic form of that if i consider the systems the people the processes it might be that i'm not operating beyond the line of sight i'm operating just close by um i might be operating for only um a short period of time during the day rather than long overnight etc that, that you get the idea um testing it is then a case of actually this is where those requirements are really valuable because you come back and you say okay what are, what are my test measures and what what was my result I can look back against what I wanted to achieve and fundamentally prioritize. And in this case, you can see that my image resolution, I've said actually on review, it didn't do well enough. And therefore, but actually it was an essential in terms of priority. So that's where I'm going to focus on that next iteration. As I go into that next cycle as such, we're going to focus on image quality and it allows you to, to keep focused and deliver some sort of benefit sooner through this iterative approach. So in summary, I've talked through um, the, what the, 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 this framework fundamentally. So focusing on what you want that drone to do first, then scoping out and understanding what the capability looks like. We talked about some of the potential ways to, to make that business case, understanding the model, the benefits model and splitting costs into inter-service and operational across those elements. And, and then finally, using an iterative approach feeding back to those requirements in order to to understand and refine that approach so i guess my key takeaway is to successfully adopt new drone capability try and focus on an agile systems approach so hopefully that was a value <clears throat> and, I, and i welcome any questions from anyone i'm not sure how much time we've got left If anyone has questions, please uh, put it in the chat box. Uh, until then, sir, there's a question. Uh, how do you analyze whether a particular project or a uh, cause or a, like, let's say a concept has got an implementable result? Sorry, the, the line's not fantastic. Can you, can you just repeat that one more time, please? 
like how do you analyze whether a particular project or a use case or let's say a concept has got implementable results if it's in implementable results was that yeah right right um it's, it's a good question so um so how do you analyze um if, if a project has implementable results um i guess for me again come I, i'll come back to this this iterative approach if you've defined um if you've def defined clearly what you intend to achieve and then you've used that kind of requirements methods to highlight what, are, what and, and importantly define what are the key measures that we're going to look at um as long as you keep things small in that first uh first kind of iteration that minimum viable um concept capability that allows you to to test as soon as possible really um that that's the best thing that that's the best um, um response I, I i'd give to that really hopefully that makes makes sense and has answered the question thank you sir for answering so there's another question like uh, what are the different user and system requirements that you would requ uh, require for any project um that's a that's a a great question so i think the so what's the difference well so what are the different user and system requirements that you require i think it's probably worth just talking about quickly what what the difference between user and system requirements are so here i focused on requirements as a general concept um but we have um fundamentally you can break that down into into first user requirements which are what does what does the end user actually want to achieve what do they want to see as an outcome so that might be i want this output over this amount of time um and um and then what does that mean from a system perspective so that's so agnostic to any specific solution what does the um what does the um what what does the system need to be able to achieve so if you've said actually i want to be able to fly this number of times over the course of a week that might break down to say all right i need a specific flight time of of this i need a flight speed of of this for example uh, i need to be able to carry this payload um that that allows you to break things into more detail so um what are the key ones <laughs> that that's a very big question um i I, yeah, I think it's too big a question to be honest to to define the, the the breadth of them. I pulled up a couple of examples there. I guess um, it, it's thinking about what what is most important to you, and that's that value of of doing the um, the concept um, the concept operation, defining that what the operation looks like at the beginning. Hopefully, that answered the question. Uh, thank you so for answering. There's another question. So, uh, how can one ensure that he is getting the latest and the like most suitable uh, system or technology? Uh, another good question. So, um, so how can uh, how can you make sure you've got that um, the the latest yeah the latest technology or latest systems that that of, of that capability model that left hand side? How do you make sure what you're getting is the is is the best? And um, there's there's no there's no magic bullet as with all of these things or free magic bullet I guess um, there's there's a lot of of information out there at the moment um, uh, on, on blogs and, and various posts about what the latest systems are um, 
you can obviously engage um, engage experts to, to, to help you in that sort of space. I think um, one of the aspects that is often most difficult is is understanding what is um, what's not in public publicly available. So what's still being developed, for example, but might really suit your needs, but need a little bit of, of bringing together. Um, and, and one thing I, I'd kind of note is is Airwards. Is I'm not sure how. Um, hopefully you've, you're all well aware of that. So Airwards is is the the first global uh, drone awards, and they um, they capture fantastic, innovative, responsible, and impactful use cases from around the world. Um, system, organizations like that have a really good understanding of um, what what their latest capabilities under development are. And, um, and it gives you a means to, to, to understand them. Um, so hopefully, again, I've answered the question there. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, sir, for answering the question. Uh, do you have any more questions? I guess we can move more questions to the chat. Thank you so much, Will for being conference, for, for accepting my invitation and for giving such an awesome presentation. I hope everybody would have a great takeaway home. And I really hope that you gather a lot of value from this conference as well. And I also hope that we continue to working together, learning together in the future as well. Thank you so much, Will. And everyone, you're most welcome to continue your questions in the chat. And we have linked Will's email address and LinkedIn on the conference platform. So you all can definitely continue conversations with Will for your business, for your applications and projects. Thank you so much, Will. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. It's been in touch. Hey there. Thank you for listening to Global Voices in Drones and Development. We will be releasing at least one new episode every week, and that would be on a Saturday. So please do tune in. And you're most welcome to join the Global Alliance on Drones and Development, where we would be having podcasts, videos, masterclasses, meetings, discussions, and much more. So see you around. Thank you for listening.